Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. Just got through watching The Last Dance documentary, episodes 9 and 10. What did you guys think about that? Well, I'm going to tell you what I thought about it. What a series. What a series, man. Really details exactly how great Michael Jordan was. In my opinion, you know, I always tell people, my favorite player to watch is LeBron James. I think the greatest player of all time is Michael Jordan. Uh, with LeBron in second place to him. Uh, but Jordan is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. It just is what it is. Uh, this documentary, you know, he came out and, and and basically said, you know, prior to the documentary coming out that a lot of people are not going to like him after this documentary. I, I didn't take it that way. Um, I took it as him being a competitor. There are a couple things in here that I didn't like, you know, like that he did with the stuff with Scotty Burrell, uh, I'm not a fan of of somebody who was my teammate, somebody who was my comrade in war. You know, calling me out of my name, you know, the garden tool and the female dog things, things like that. No, nah, that's not me. Wouldn't happen to me. That's not motivation. Um, it is what it is. But the rest of the documentary I thought was well played. Jordan was the most competitive superstar that we've ever seen. Um, he was a guy that winning fueled him. Um, and he would do anything he had to do in his uh, mind to psych himself up to go beat you. Uh, you know, just a story um, about Byron Russell. You know about Byron Russell when he said that he retired. Uh, the Jazz were playing the Bulls. The Jazz are practicing in the Bulls facility. Jordan comes back into the locker room and into the gym uh, to go talk to Carl Malone and and uh, Stockton. And some little fresh, wet behind the ear rookie, Byron Russell comes and says, man, why did you retire, man? Why did you quit? You know, I could guard you. Why did you quit? And he said whenever he came back, he was going to get him. That was his mission. And boy, did he get him. Last shot as a bull was the infamous shot um, heard around the world that brought the Bulls their sixth NBA championship. Game six in Salt Lake City. Jordan isolates the ball, gets the isolation. Pippen runs up the floor on the on the right-hand side. Rodman cuts across and goes to the corner. Straight, straight iso ball. Jordan one-on-one against Byron Russell goes to the right, crosses over to the left. Byron Russell's momentum carries him. A lot of people say that they think Jordan pushed off. He didn't push him. He just barely gave him a love tap. Touches him barely. Byron Russell goes flying all the way to Jordan's right, which is Russell's left. Jordan pulls up, pulls up for the shot. Nothing but the bottom of the net. Jordan stands on his tippy toes. The Bulls win the game. Byron Russell, next time keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Way to go, man. Man, what a series, man. What what a series that this was. A 10-part series, five weeks, two episodes each uh series. Um, you know, uh each week. 
some key takeaways that I got from this last uh, these last two episodes. Um, Scotty Pippen gave Jerry Krause some credit, and he basically said that he was the greatest GM ever. Uh, Jerry Krause constructed those teams. The only player that he didn't put in those teams, guys, was Michael Jordan. Um, and I, I know that's saying a lot, but to put the players around Jordan to succeed, a hell of a GM. And probably you guys are right. Pippen's probably right in that. Probably the greatest GM to ever be in pro basketball. To trade for Scottie Pippen, who had got drafted by the Supersonics, traded for him on draft night. Uh, also got Horace Grant in the same draft. Um, you know, him and Harvey Grant both came in. They were twin brothers. They came into the league. But Horace comes in. I think they got him in pick number 23 or so. Scotty, they traded for. And you built, you got the two cornerstones for that, uh, for your your trio, which is Jordan, Pippen, and Horace Grant for that first three-peat. You know, and then you bring all the players around them. Um to go get a guy like Ron Harper for the second three-peat, which, guys, if you guys aren't basketball fans and you don't know who Ron Harper is, before Ron Harper blew his knees out, Ron Harper was a guy who could dunk the ball like Jordan. He was a guy who gave – I mean, him and Jordan went at it. I mean, Ron Harper was that guy. He flied above the rim, and he had to totally redefine his game when he blew his knees out, and he became like one of those big point guards that – we have actually been accustomed to seeing. Um, I wouldn't call him a point forward because he wasn't a, a forward. He was more of a two guard, but he was a big point guard. And so when the Bulls played in those second championships in those in that second three-peat, we had Ron Harper running the running the point. You had a, a huge lineup. Ron Harper running the point, who was six five, six six. Jordan running the two, who was six six. Pippen six eight, running the three. Uh, you know, the four was was of course Rodman. You know, six eight, six nine guy, and then of course you got probably who's the starting center, Luke Longley. You know, so he's a seven footer. So you had a huge lineup, especially for that time frame. Uh, with Ron Harper running the point, he can really play some defense too. And Ron Harper was that guy, man. So to get him on a deal, on a cheap deal, basically to come play for the Bulls, to run point for three years, amazing. You know, to go and get a Dennis Rodman. You know, to to go and get a Tony Ku coach that he basically drafted the rights to Tony Ku coach and still let him play over there in Turkey. And after two or three years of season in, in in Turkey, he brings him over to the Bulls and he becomes like their guy off the bench. He becomes the sixth man. And when Jordan left for those two years, Ku coach was like the the second or third guy in the team. So you had Ku coach, you had Pippen, and you had um, Horace Grant. And Kukos was that guy also. So, I mean, kudos to Jerry Krause. And kudos to Pippen for acknowledging what Jerry Krause meant for that team. Jerry Krause constructed that team. Way to go. Jordan, the greatest. Pippen. Oh, man. Uh, you got to say one of the most unselfish superstars that we, we, we've we seen, too. Because when Jordan actually left that year, guys, you know, for those two years, Pippen uh, led that team to 55 wins. Just think about that for a minute. So he, in his own right, he was being discussed for MVP of the league at that time. So you're looking at a guy who um, could have potentially been the MVP in that season, and he was the Robin to Batman, right? He was the Robin, and he played it so unselfishly. 
he was very selfless when it came to Jordan because you know when great players see other great players and you know that one is just one is just like so far above everybody else the gap between uh the alpha and the next alpha is so large that you have no choice but to be the beta that's what Jordan was and Pippen realized it and he took that back seat and he took it gracefully and that's why I think Jordan always gets Pippen those props. He, if you guys recall in his retirement speech, he gave two people props, and that was Pippen and Phil Jackson. Other things, just think of all the players. If you look at this special, the players that Jordan kind of stopped from getting championships, man, uh, just the last two finals, uh, Stockton and Malone. I mean, those are two Hall of Famers. Uh, the finals, let's see, prior to that was, who was it? It wasn't – was it uh, Gary Payton and team? Yeah, so you had Gary Payton. That's a Hall of Famer. Charles Barkley was another guy who they played it, you know, you know from the Western Conference that, that never got a championship. Um, Clyde Drexler got his championship with Akeem Olajuwon when Jordan left because he went over to Houston. But who knows what would have happened in those two years. Um Patrick Ewing never got a championship. Reggie Miller never got a championship. Guys, these are all Hall of Famers. These are top 50 players to ever play this game. Um, he stopped a, a bunch of Hall of Famers from getting championships. And I know that, you know, I'm kind of forgetting some, but, you know, you know, like neither here nor there, but those are the guys that he he put his uh, his uh, foot in their, on their throat and kept them from getting a championship. Um, some other shocking things that, we kind of learned from this uh, series was that uh, Jerry Reinsdorf actually uh, offered Phil Jackson the job and said, hey, if you want to come back for number seven, let's try it next year. But um, the team's going to be different. We're going to keep Jordan. We're going to keep you. But the players are getting a little bit older, and we're going to have to do a little bit of shuffling around to keep this team together. Uh, you know, but let's go for seven. Let's rebuild. You know, so – I don't think Phil wanted any parts of that, but you know what, guys? Let's go to a small commercial break, and we're going to talk about this in depth, all right? All right, guys, and we're back. So what I was saying was Jerry Reinsdorf offered Phil Jackson the job back. So I don't care what Jerry Krause said. You know, Krause said, I don't care if you go 82-0, Phil Jackson will not be the coach here next year. Well, Reinsdorf said, hey, Phil, let's do it. But if we're going to do this, I want to keep you and I want to keep Jordan, but I think Pippen, I think Robin, I think Steve Kerr, I think they're too old to get the money that they want. And so if we're going to bring this along for one more ride, I got to rebuild around Michael and I'm going to trade some of these guys so that I can get some assets for them. And we're going to build a championship team again. And with the track record of Jerry Krause, as far as picking players, uh, that, that could have happened. You know, we never will know if that will happen. Or, or if that could have happened, um, you know, so it just ended the way that it ended. But I kind of understand where Ryan Sofer is coming with this. And I definitely understand where Jordan was coming. Jordan's like, hey, we just won six titles in eight years. In the two years that we didn't win it, I was gone. I know we're not getting any younger. However, Jordan said this. He said, if you'd have told Steve and Dennis and Scotty to come back for one more year on a one-year deal, they would have done it for, you know, like to try to get that number seven. Now he said Scotty would have taken, he would have taken 
it would have taken some kind of convincing to get Scotty to come back. But uh, I think he would have done it. Now, this is where I don't know if I totally agree with that. You know, Scotty left. Well, he didn't left. He got traded to Houston. And when he got to Houston, guys, his salary almost quadrupled. So money talks, BS walks, right? We all, you know, like kind of know that expression. I mean, Scotty was only making $2.8 million that year that they won a championship, 97-98 season. The 98-99 season, that one season he had in Houston, Scotty made $11 million, guys. I mean, you're talking about a guy who had been in the league now for how many years was that? From 88 to, to – so 11 years, 12 years, and had never made no more than $3.4 million throughout his whole career. So in this season, he made $2.8 million, and which was the was 132nd highest paid player in the league, something like that. So, you know, the Bulls were getting away with highway robbery with Scotty. So now, at towards the end of your career, this is the time where you need to start making your money if you have the opportunity to do it. And Scotty had the opportunity. So he got traded to the Rockets, and he ended up getting paid like $11 million that year. And then he went up to the Blazers, and he got paid, you know, like $14.8 million and $13.8 million and $18 million and $19.8 million. So, um, you know, Scotty, it was time, it was due time for Scotty to get paid. And, you know, that's why Jordan made that statement that I don't know. It would have taken it would have taken some convincing to get Scotty to come back, but he thinks it could have happened. That's a big if, because like I said, guys, this is a time where Scotty made more in one year in Houston than he did. Let's look this up. The last four years in Chicago, and he won, let's say, three championships in those four years. And yeah. <laughs> he won three championships. In those four years, he won three championships and he got paid less in those four years combined. And he got paid for the one year he was in Houston. So, you know, I don't know if that would have happened. I don't know if Scotty would have came back because it was time for him to get paid. Um, which is sad to say that somebody who's been in the league almost 12 years and who's one of the greatest players of all time, one of the top 25 greatest players of all time, it's time for him to get paid 12 years in his career. Um, would, would Dennis have come back? Probably. If the price is right, but I don't know if Dan, I don't know if money fueled Dennis like that because he had so many other things going on at that time, guys. You guys remember the 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 WWF you know uh, incident where he left practice and didn't come? Well he, well, he didn't show up to practice, and he was filming a WWF uh, uh, episode during the finals. Crazy. Dennis had a lot of things going on uh, off the court that I think yeah I don't think the money would have. Would have been the motivating factor, but I know for Scotty, it probably would have because he was a superstar and he deserved to get paid like one. Um, so I don't know if it would happen that way, but we also got to look at this too, guys. We can't we can't get mad at Jerry Reinsdorf and we can't get mad at Jerry Krause for wanting to rebuild and I guess get rid of some of the players that were older. Scotty's a different beast. I would have paid Scotty. Scotty would have never wore another uniform than a Chicago Bulls uniform. And I would have ride or died with with Jordan Pip. But that's just me. You know, some players have to be loyal to. But we can't be mad at Kraus and, and, and Reinsdorf for doing what they were trying to do. You know, you keep the best player and you rebuild around the best player. You know, we we applaud the Patriots for doing this, right, guys? We applaud Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft for doing this. They get rid of Hall of Fame players all the time. 
as long as they have their guy, which was Tom Brady. They had Brady all those years, but they got rid of a bunch of Hall of Fame players or all pro players to assure that they didn't ever pay players late. You never pay players a bunch of money after they're not worth that money. And that's what the Patriots, they never did. And I think that's what Jerry Krause was wanting to do was not pay players that don't pay, don't play payers, don't pay players for their name and their reputation, pay them for their performance. And yes, Pippen and Robin were still performing at, at a high level, but I don't think he wanted to give those guys a huge contract towards the end of their career. And this is what it is. You know, so we can't sit here and, and this crowds when we, you know, praise the Patriots for doing the same thing. The Patriots kept their superstar and they built around and won five championships in football, which is so hard to do, uh, you know, with Tom Brady. They got rid of a guy like Randy Moss, right, Hall of Famer. They got rid of um, uh, a Richard Seymour, you know. Um, they got rid of, you know, so Gronk's gone now, but um, – I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that they got rid of them, but uh, they got rid of the Troy Browns. You know, once Corey Dillon got a Super Bowl championship with them, you know, they let him go. They constantly and constantly replaced players and never pay overpay for players past their prime. And I think that's what Jerry Cross was trying to do. He didn't want to overpay for these players past their prime, even though they were some of the greatest players to ever lace up a pair of Nikes or Reeboks or Adidas. Uh, for the Chicago Bulls. However, things are different. Basketball is a team sport, but it's one of the more uh, individualistic team sports, meaning that you know it's not like football where you truly count on all all eleven players to uh, move in a single direction and and actually move in in harmony to create a great play. Basketball, you can have some one-on-one matchups like with that last play against Utah when Jordan hit the game winner in game six. Everybody just got out the way and let Jordan do his thing. That's ISO ball. So you don't need your teammates to run. There was basically one-on-one ball right there. So it's one of the more it's one of the more individualistic team sports that are out there. So he could have possibly got away with it, but I'm like Jordan on this one though. I would have wanted to see what would happen. Bring those teams back. Uh, they just dismantled the Utah Jazz, who swept the Lakers in the in, in the previous round. They swept them in the previous round, and they just dismantled them. I think they won by forty two points in Game Two. <laughs> Utah was at uh, fifty four to ninety six. You know, like Utah scored fifty four points in the finals game, lowest point total in the shot clock era in the history of basketball. Not playoff basketball, history of basketball. So that's what Jordan and we're still doing to teams. So it would have been very interesting, but the Eastern Conference was getting very tough, and the Pacers took them to seven games. Um, New York was still tough, but Jordan's still Jordan. So I, I'm kind of with Jordan on this one. But, man, what a great series. What a great series, guys. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I watched every episode every Sunday with the family. Even let my kids stay up to watch it. He's five years old, and he's just sitting there watching in amazement. So what do you guys think about this series, man? What do you guys think about it? Was Jordan the greatest?
does this series prove to people who never watched Jordan that he like he was that guy? Because I watched him. Anytime Jordan was on TV, I watched him. And I get the same effect when I watch LeBron. I have to watch LeBron anytime he's on TV. So those are my two favorite guys. Right. So what an amazing series. But things happen for a reason. Things do happen for a reason. And it was just meant to be. Jordan won six championships in eight years. It was just meant to be. It was meant to be. So, you know, there always can be a bunch of what ifs. You know, like what if this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened? You know, Jordan says he hates that it ended when he was still at his, at his peak. He would have liked to have one more shot. But, hey, it ended the way it ended because that's the way it was supposed to end. Jordan won six championships in eight years, six MVPs in those championships. And he will forever be remembered in a Bulls uniform with the last shot being the game winner to win game, to, to win game six in the sixth championship for the Bulls. What a better what, – what a way to walk away from the Bulls. What a way to retire, winning in the game shot, hitting the game shot. So it happened for a reason. It happened the way it was supposed to happen. And it happened because it was like perfection. And that's the way that we remember our stars. We always want to remember our stars on top. We remember John Elway winning two Super Bowls in a row and then retiring. We remember uh, Jordan winning six championships in eight years and retiring. Before coming back with the Wizards, I don't even count the Wizard years, guys. I'm just talking about those Bulls years. That's how we remember Jordan walking away from the game. And that's the way it should be remembered. And the way that this ended, the way that that dynasty ended, as a sports fan, I'm going to be selfish and say, oh, man, I wish I would have seen more of it. God, Jordan was amazing. Yeah, I do. But all, all good things have to come to an end. And this one came to an end the way it did. And it it makes sense. It makes sense. And it benefited all parties involved. Pippen got paid at the end, going to Houston and then going to Portland. Um, Jordan, basically after that game six and that six championship, basically he cemented himself as – the greatest. Um, Rodman showed how important he is and how important defense is and how important um, a player of his stature is and that for as good as Jordan was on the offensive side of the ball, Rodman was good on the defensive side of the ball. And he was able to go, and I think Rodman got paid a couple other places, I think the Lakers and the Mavs. And Kerr ended up going to the uh, Kerr. Kerr ended up going to San Antonio and winning some championships there. Ron Harper ended up going to the Lakers to win the championships. Um, and then Phil Jackson ended up doing it all over again with the Lakers, winning five other championships with the Lakers with with a Shaq and Kobe. So everything happens for reasons. The Bulls still haven't recovered from that. They almost recovered uh, with the Derrick Rose years, and. Without if Derrick Rose wouldn't have gotten injured, my God, he was an amazing guy. But it ended the way it's supposed to end, guys, and it ended, I think, in a perfect fashion with Jordan hitting that game winner. And that's how we're always going to remember Jordan in the boys' uniform is hitting the game winning shot in game six. Gotta love it. But on that note, guys, it's getting late. I love you guys, man. 
Um, if you guys like what you're hearing, man, please like and subscribe. Give me those five-star comments and reviews. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, Nino's Corner is out, guys. But like I always say before any these things, man, do you guys. Don't be afraid to fail. Outgrow your environment. Understand your brilliance, man. Do you. Nino's Corner, I'm out. Your boy's about to go to bed. Howdy 5,000.